Hey, well, well, good morning, New Hope Community Church. I'm Patrick Machado. I'm the youth director here. And I also have the privilege of bringing you the word this morning. I'm so glad that you're able to join us here at 8 a.m. Um, for our service online. So grab your coffee if you don't have it already. Get your Bible ready. Maybe have an iPad with the Bible app. But let's lean into God's word today um, as we talk about uh, God decides and God decides and we're going to be getting this from 1st Samuel 16 so if you can flip your pages over to 1st Samuel that's the 1st Samuel uh, 16 1 we're going to be starting off right at the top of 1st Samuel 16 1 and I'll read and you can read along with me it said now the Lord said to Samuel how long will you grieve over Saul since I have rejected him from being king over Israel. Fill your horn with oil and go. I will send you to Jesse the Bethamite, for I have selected a king for myself among his sons. Let's pray. Uh, dear Lord, thank you for today. Thank you that you allowed us to be in this place online, to gather together from different parts of the world at different times to lean into your word. May you speak to us. May you reveal truths about who you are. Um, may we make decisions to follow after you. Um, may we choose you today in the these times. May it not be me, a man standing here, but the Holy Spirit through me speaking to every heart. May it penetrate the mind and heart and lives be changed because of not what I've written, but what you have said for generations and generations. We love you. Pray this in your name. Amen. Well, uh, it's school season, right? School is back in session this week. And uh, my son, Judah, of course, is a character. And he had homework. And on his homework, it said, it said like a star. And in it, it said, what makes you a superstar? What makes you a superstar? And his response was, I'm a good listener. <laughs> and even now, I'm still laughing. I, was, I almost fell out of my chair while preparing this message because out of my left ear, I heard my son say, what makes me a superstar is that I'm a good listener. And if you know my son Judah, uh, he is super funny. He has crazy dances, and, but he is not the greatest listener in the world. And so, uh, of course, we were laughing and we're like, oh my gosh, you can't write that. Let's tell the truth here. Um, but I tell you this much, Judah, has the potential to be a good listener. Yeah, he has the potential to be a good listener. Hey, he has the potential to be a great listener. Now, I, and you know what? Like Judah, I believe everyone, listen to me here, while you're online, and um, maybe you're on YouTube or on the website right now, uh, you have greatness in you. Yeah, that's right. You have the potential of greatness in you. Take sports tournaments, the people that um, no one is expecting to win, right? Everyone in the tournament is there and they have potential, but there is always one or two teams in there that we like to call dark, dark horses, right? They're a Cinderella story. They're, they're right there and so we're waiting on greatness to happen. And maybe you're like some people who don't think that greatness is in you and, 
And maybe others think, man, that person doesn't have greatness in you. I believe, I truly do, I truly believe that God designed every single person with greatness in mind. Not just somebody that exists and breathes air and takes up space and spends money, but an actual person with God-given greatness in them. And so when we read 1 Samuel 16, 1, this is the beginning of a story of a dark horse, a Cinderella story, right? This is about a story of a boy, he's about 10 to 15 years old, being called to greatness. See, God already selected the new king of Israel, of his people. He selected a new king for his people. It was going to be his king. It was going to be a king from Bethlehem. And guess what? This is the same Bethlehem that years and years and years and generations later, the greatest king mankind has ever seen will be born in that same city. But this story is about David. And uh, if you've been following and you're part of our church and you've been here a while, we've heard the failures of David. We've heard the accomplishes of David. And of course, we know David was a great king. But this is the beginning of his story. And why do I want to take you to the beginning of the story? Because there's something there for you and I to learn about the beginning of David's story. Well, let's, let me share the heart of this message and kind of, it, it entails the title where God decides and, and the message is, God decides the ones that are anointed and appointed from his people. God decides the ones that are going to be anointed and appointed from his chosen people. That's right. There is godly people out there that God is anointing and appointing to lead in greatness. And I believe there are those out there, if you're willing, if you're able, if you're down, as we say, you, to be a great leader, it's in you. And so uh, God is the one who elevates people and removes them. God is the one who searches the earth, right? Many times in the Bible, he goes, none have I seen but this. And he points out someone. Man, there's no one like this person, right? And so, man, when he looks across the land, when he looks at the people at New Hope Community Church or here in Hawaii or maybe in the United States or even the world, when he scours the land, man, he sees greatness in you. He's looking at God-seeking people who have godly potential with great values and great things looking to do great things in his name and and it's up to us really to answer the call or or when the bell rings go but can i tell you you are chosen you're chosen to answer that bell beyond the doubts you have the shame you have what you think of yourself man what do people think about you we're going to read about that what people might think about us right maybe even fear um, certain insecurities there are going to be certain things in our lives we might not think we are great. And I'm not saying you walk around going, man, my pastor told me I'm great. I'm great, right? We don't want to be people puffed up, big-headed. But there is a potential of greatness in you because you are the people seeking after God. If you are online right now, 
If you're online, you're saying, man, I, I can't make it in person somehow, but I still need to hear the word of God. Those kind of people, see, those people Monday through Sunday that read their Bibles, those people that at the drop of a hat will pray for anyone and everyone, wherever they are, those people seeking after God, the works of Him, the love of God, right? Willing to build His kingdom. That's the people God has said, man, there is greatness in them, and I need them to go. So what is God looking for in a person with potential greatness in them, right? Well, here it is, point one. You got to have a heart after God. That's right, you got to have a heart after God. And I talked about it. I talked about it a little bit where, where we want to be those, right? God seeking, going after. Man, my heart is after God. The story of David continues when the prophet Samuel goes to Bethlehem. He meets the man that God talks about, Jesse. And he calls his sons. Hey, bring your sons out. I want to meet them. One of them will be the next king. The crazy part is Jesse presents all his sons, right? I want to let you know, he didn't present all his sons. He only presented the sons he believed, that Jesse believed, that the man believed was worthy to be king. Let's read in 1 Samuel 16, 6 through 7. Here, this is what it says. When they entered, he looked at Eliab, the oldest, and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For God sees not as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Man looks at the outward appearance, the perspective, maybe they got that, that, that great hair, winning smile. But God, God looks at the heart. And imagine that, right? Imagine your dad knows, hey, hey, a prophet comes. He's like, bring out your sons. And he brings out every son he has except for one. And I love it because it doesn't mention um, that David was mad or angry. And I think it's because David was just doing what David needed to do. David was doing what he needed to do. And that, it wasn't David's fault. It was really, hey, Jesse, I need to see all your sons. Man, aren't you glad that, <laughs> yeah, that you don't have a dad like Jesse at that moment, but, but you don't have to feel like, man, your boss, the people over you, this guy, that girl, this person on the road really knows how you are valued and how much you are worth. That our worth is not founded in what man thinks, that our life is dependent on the thoughts of other men. In the grand scheme of life, man's thoughts really don't matter when it comes to another man, right? Because what really matters, what God decides. And what God decides is that a man's heart is where he's looking. Well, there's, there's another funny story um, I, I just remembered, and I went back, and I was watching it this week. It's of a pastor named Judah Smith, and he's preaching on relationships. And he says, 
Um, he says, looks is not everything. All right. What a, what a crazy statement, right? Looks isn't everything. And there's a lady out there in the crowd and she screams, preach. <laughs> and everyone, including myself, is laughing. Judah Smith is laughing. Everyone's laughing. And I love how Judah just looks out into the crowd and and replied, you know, it's kind of like a comedian and someone says something and he's rifting with her, rifting with her. And, and he says to himself, excuse me, is your boyfriend or husband here? And she's like, yes, he is. And he's like, is he ugly? <laughs> and she's like, no. And Judah's just like, man, thank goodness. Right. And, uh, and it's funny because, yeah, yeah, like she's excited. Yes, looks isn't everything. But, you know, it, it is nice. We, we can't lie, right? Uh, if you're married, man, having a, a great-looking wife, like for myself, I think, man, my wife is super good-looking, and I'm lucky, right? It is, it is a good thing. It's, it's nice. It's nice to have a good-looking spouse. It's, it's nice to have certain things. It's nice to be patted on the back. It's nice to be, um, you know acknowledged it's, it's nice for those things but what really matters is our hearts right it's good to have gifts man having money is good comfort is good but what really matters is the heart that i want you have within you and so i want to encourage you with this right because because god's looking at the heart god's looking at your heart my heart all our hearts and and what really matters is if we take care of that heart. Take care of your heart. Proverbs 4.23, right? Here's a word of wisdom. Watch over your heart with all diligence, right? Man, watch it, study it, make sure, defend it. For from it flows the springs of life. Man, a person's heart will tell you who they are. It's from that heart that really lets people know who the person is. And so what do we have to do? We got to make sure, man, we're guarding against the things that are not of God. And we're not letting it. Hey, someone's being rude to us. Hey, someone's being mean to us. People are being crazy towards us. Then we really, we really got to guard that because that's not truly who we are, right? We're not the insults that they're putting on us, right? Hey, if we have thoughts that might trickle down, Man, guard your heart from really believing that you are not filled with greatness or you don't have godly potential or you do not, you are not loved by people like God. Man, sometimes it's in here we got to guard our heart from. And so as God is looking for those that have a heart after him, right? That's what David was known for. A man who had a heart that was after God, um, our desires what we love, the things we, we want to align that as much as possible with God. Why? Because God, who decides what your godly potential is, your potential of greatness in this world to expand the kingdom of God, is going to be found in your heart. So we've got to guard our hearts. We've got to make sure our heart is right. That's going to take us to uh, point two, right? Point two is going to be overlooked by man, validated by God. Hey, sometimes you're going to be overlooked by man. 
But hey, if your heart is right, I, trust me on this. God will validate you. God will elevate you. He will see you. He looks for the heart. Let's read in 1 Samuel 16, 10 through 11. Thus, Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. But Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen these. And Samuel said to Jesse, Are all, all of these the children? And he said, There remains yet the youngest. I love that. And behold, he is tending the sheep. This, then Samuel said to Jesse, Send and bring him. For we will not sit down until he comes here. See, Jesse thought he presented, right? He had the perspective of, hey, these are the ones that are worthy, right? These are my sons that are worthy to be king. And again, I'm going to keep bringing up others, including ourselves, might be wrong about who's worthy for God to call to greatness. People might overlook you from time to time, but God will never overlook you. He will look inside of you, like I said. And so we got to be okay with people overlooking us because when we're doing the right things, when we're doing the godly things, when we're like David, where was David found? He was found tending the sheep. And I'm not saying you need to be someone who is literally tending sheep let's all go be sheep herders and shepherds but we got to be found right heart right and doing the things of god can you be found let's say man is going to overlook you but god's looking to validate you he's looking to elevate you he's looking to work in you will you be found doing the things of god the things of god Hey, you maybe got chores as a young person. Are you doing your chores without backtalking? Hey, when you go to work, are you looking to cut corners so you can do lunch a little longer? Are you trying to take advantage of certain things? Or are you in to win it? Hey, when you come to serve, are you with a smile? Can I tell you? Man, there's a, there's a uh, guy I get to serve with, right? There's a guy I get to serve with, Jerome Kekumu. That guy serves with a smile. You want to talk about a guy I know goes through a lot in his head. You know a guy that's been through a lot in his life. And every time he shows up, there's a smile. He's giving up. He's giving 100%. He's, he's encouraging his son to jump in. He's encouraging his daughter to jump in. He's supporting his wife as she serves. Like the Kekumus, man. That's where you, they are found. When, they, when God looks down and he, they look, he looks into their hearts, man, a heart after God's own desires, serving with a smile. You got to be a disciple, being a disciple, not for your own glory, but for the glory of God. That's what it means to be a disciple. Now, I'm serving not to boost myself, but I'm a, I want to boost the name of Jesus. I want to get the name of Jesus out there. I want the kingdom of God to flourish, right? That's what we want to do. And sometimes it, you're going to have to wait. You're going to get overlooked. It's okay to be overlooked. Let's look at some of the best quarterbacks in the NFL today and the, them being overlooked, right? Now, Tom Brady. Oh, man, Tom Brady. I can tell you this much. Tom Brady is a great quarterback. 
He'll never be my number one, but I tell you, that's just the hater in me. And man, I can't stand Tom Brady teams. I can't stand New England and I can't stand Tampa right now. But that man was picked 199th. 199th. 198 other people went before Tom Brady and none of them has ever won as much Super Bowls as Tom Brady. It's okay sometimes to be overlooked. Because God sees your heart. God sees greatness in you. Aaron Rodgers, one of the best throwers of the football ever to exist. He went, went from being one, maybe the number one or number two person drafted. He was overlooked and slipped all the way to 26. Not only that, then he had to sit behind a, a Hall of Fame quarterback, Brett Favre, for X amount of years. With Brett retiring and unretiring and retiring and coming back again. He went through all that, and he still was able to be great. Pat Mahomes, he even sat for a year, and look how great he's been. Greatness is not dependent on man's thoughts of you, especially when it comes to God's potential that lies within you. When it's godly, God-seeking, God-given, God-inspired um, uh, potential and greatness within you it's not dictated on what man thinks there's only a matter of time before god is going to elevate you validate you and put you out there and that's why he's willing to work he's going to let that thing simmer he's going to work in you and that's where we're going to hit number three anointment doesn't equal man's time anointment doesn't equal man's time now that might not make sense, but let's read the scripture. 1 Samuel 16, 12. Here we go. So he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy. All right, he was a little roughed up. With beautiful eyes and a handsome appearance. <laughs> There's that looks again. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. This is he who I've called to be my next king. See, I said looks is okay. Looks is good. But that's not what really matters. His heart is what matters. See, you might be unseen like David. You might be unknown, overlooked, right? But God sees you and he is saying, you are my people. He is the one that's going to make you worthy. And there's going to be a day where you maybe get elevated to a certain status. Can I tell you? That's not the goal. Getting elevated to a certain status is not the end goal. That's just another level of where you get to continue to do the right things. Where's your heart? Are you guarding it? Is it after God? Man, are you being found doing the things of God? Just because you got to this level, it's all right. It's just the beginning. Because for some of us, we're like, finally, finally, I made it. Finally, I made it. I, I, I've been, I, God has acknowledged me and he has pushed me into the position I've always wanted. I've been anointed. Can I tell you, being anointed is still the beginning of your journey. I, and I'm talking about, you're 60 years old. If you're 60 years old, if you're 60 plus, if you're 50, 40, and you think, man, I've done so much, God can do so much in you. Look at the people that's been in the Bible that live forever. Like they, they just kept, they, they're 60 plus still 
leading people. Think about the Joshua's and the Moses. Think about Abraham, the man's having babies at 100, okay? God can still use you. You got greatness in you. This is not just for young people. This message is strictly not for people we think that have all the time in the world. It's for every single person that wants to make a decision. Man, I need to be a disciple for God. I want to chase after what Jesus wants in my life, and let's go. Right? Like Pastor James said, let's, let's go. But it's just the beginning. The anointing is just the beginning. Can I tell you this much? When David was anointed, right, I said he was about 10 to 15 years old, right? He was still a young kid, and, and that's when they would classify a young kid around 10 to 15 years old. So he's around there. He doesn't actually become king of Israel until he's 30. Until he's 30. Okay? You know what that means? That's 15 to 20 years of waiting for the anointment, the calling on his life to actually come true. 15 to 20 years, this man waits. And the best part is he could have took it so many times. Saul was still king, but he wasn't God's king yet anymore. God said, he's not my king. I am moving him. David is now my new king. But David did not take it. He waited on God to place him there. He had his moments. He had a moment in the cave. He had his moments to take Saul out to get in. But he waited on God. Let's read this from Luke 14, 7 or 10 through 11. But when you are invited, go and recline at the last place, so that when the one who has invited you comes, he may say to you, Friend, move up higher. Then you will have honor in the sight of all who are at the table with you. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. It's great to be invited. It's awesome that we, we got we're invited to a party. It's important that we get acknowledgement and God has elevated us to a certain point. But that's not the end goal. That's not the be all end all. He's saying, hey, slow your roll. It's nice to be at the party. It's nice to be acknowledged. You know, you haven't arrived yet. There's much more for me to do in your life. But the ultimate thing is God decides. God decides that you're going to be the one. Now you got greatness. God decided you got greatness. God put it in you. God said, man, every single person that follows, I believe that follows after me has the potential of greatness within them. It might look different. Some people's greatness was being a martyr. Some people's greatness was to write scripture. Some people's greatness was to have a mega church. Some people's greatness was to reach one person. Some people's greatness was to go into prisons. Some people's greatness was to be a dad, to be a mom. To be an obedient child. Some people's greatness looks different, but it's still God-called, still God-given. And But what I'm saying is, hey, it's good. Work on the heart. you got to guard that heart. The man waited 10 to 15 years to see that promise or calling or, or uh, anointment fully come through. It might take a while. 
It might take you one, two, three, 10, 15 years before you really see what God called you to be. But like I said, it's going to have to be, man. I, my heart is sold out for Jesus. I want to be found doing the things of God with joy in my heart. Love what I do. Man, I set my hope on Him that He will get me to what He said because He's always come through. He's always fulfilled. May it not be what I think, right? Man's perspective of what greatness looks like. But it's God's timetable that will get me there. So recap, have a heart after God. Not overlooked by man, validated by God. Anointment doesn't equal man's time, right? Just because you were anointed doesn't mean it's right there or it's going to happen tomorrow or it's going to happen this month, this year. It's not us. It God decides. Are we fully willing to lean into and trust God and His decisions? Because I can tell you this much. It really is up to Him. Our decision. What is our decision? If, if it's on God to decide, what do we decide? Man, look after our heart. Be found doing the things of God. Be okay with waiting. Being patient. Working on certain issues we might have. So maybe you need to go to counseling. Man, maybe you need to get into a small group. Maybe you need to just... Just keep doing those things, right? Getting more reps. Maybe you want to be a preacher. Maybe you want to be a teacher. Hey, getting more reps of preaching and teaching. Maybe you are in your workplace, right? And how do I approach um, my coworkers without being weird about it? Maybe I need to start doing life with coworkers and letting them see what Jesus is like, right? Not just invite them to church. Hey, can we grab lunch? Can we do life together? Maybe you're in school, right? Hey, maybe there's a kid that sits by themselves in the corner. Maybe it's time for you to say, I got to go do the things of God. I got to go love on that person. They are a loner. And man, there shouldn't be any loners. In at least school, everyone should be able to get along with everyone at school. Because everyone's trying to figure out life. Okay? And so let us be people that understand that God decides we don't need to put ourselves down. We don't need to um, take in what people say about us. We just got to be one of those dark horses in the tournament, those Cinderella stories that come out of nowhere to do and be a part of God's greatness that is within us today. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much that you are willing to meet us in this place again, that the Holy Spirit um, was able to speak this word through me. Um, Lord, it really is your decision. It really is your decision to call us, to anoint us, to appoint us, to place us in certain situations, to have leaders over us, to have people under us. For some of us, we are parents, God. You, you've decided that we would be parents and that, that we would be able to raise young people. For some of us, we are children and we have parents that lead us. God, you decided those things. And so may we find comfort in knowing your heart that our hearts is seeking after your heart, that our desires come aligned with your will, Lord, that everything that we want in this life 
has been given and is provided by you. May we go after it. God, we love you so much. We truly do. As your people, we want to be those that seek after you. We want to be found doing the things of you. So may you help us be those kind of people. May you motivate us. May you make it possible for us to see a good day, even on a Monday, right? God, you are so good. You are all things. You are everything. You are the thing that is our complete portion. When we are thirsty, may we drink of you and never thirst again. God, you are so good. We love you. We pray this in your name. Amen. Well, thank you for joining this Sunday. Uh, we appreciate all of you tuning in here at the 8 a.m. service. I hope that you have an amazing day today and the week. Be a blessing. Go out and bless somebody this week. Um, and I hope you are blessed by this word. We'll see you next Sunday. Uh, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you.